0: I have in front of you, it's, it's, it's based mostly on a piece from Rav Kluger in a sefer, Divre Chacham Benachas. Divre Chacham Benachas is one of my favorites. It's the, it's the first sefer I've ever seen from Rav Kluger and it has different essays. Now this is not related to the Parsha. We've learned it before, maybe once, maybe once years ago, I don't remember. I chazer it over every once in a while. I think it's that important, that integral to understand it's about Parnasa. It's about working. Most people work and it's the proper way to understand it, the proper way to understand um, the, the need for work. And it doesn't have to be in the classic sense. Uh, work just means to accomplish. Work means to spend your life, uh, you know, living this physical world. And we're going to see how it also It doesn't just affect the perspective change. It's not just good for working. It's good for learning. It's good for everything. So he starts off like this. Yes, sir, to go to depth. Hashem created us, right? We always say we're made in God's image. What does that mean? It means when people, and specifically Jews, but all people, the truth is this is universal, it's a universal concept. People are made in the image of God. What that means is. It means that we're similar. The same way a child has characteristics of the parent, human beings have characteristics of Hashem. Now, in what capacity and what elements are humans like the Creator? So, the one thing that you should walk away from Hashem, the one thing you should take away from Hashem is that He creates. The Pasuk says that the world was chaos, and He made it into something. He made it inhabitable. That desire for a person to make the world a better place, to make the world livable, to make it less chaotic... That's in a human nature that we're made in God's image, in the same way God constantly creates something from nothing. There's a desire amongst humans to make something out of nothing. Just like Hashem made the world something from nothing, so to Hashem created. It's part of the DNA of human society. Is that there's a desire to take something that's nothing, something that's unrefined, something that's still chaotic and some things that have not yet been perfected and to make them usable to make them perfect that's a human nature to want to do to want to create, to want to accomplish I mention this on Tubishvat that one of the side effects of galus is that you have trees that don't produce. and that's a sad side effect. Every tree was supposed to produce that Hakur who created the world in such a way that everyone wants has a natural inclination to make the world better. Now some people are doing that on a larger scale, some people are doing that on a smaller scale. He speaks it out. Paul people want to make the world a little bit better. Frank and Hakdama in, 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 uh, he had a diary, and they took from the diary, they printed in the beginning of his chuvus beginning of his halachic responses, it was a small entry, that he says that a person should make sure the world is different after you leave it. Pashtun. He says, it, it could be, write, write a book, something, do something to make the world a different place, that the world is not the same from before you were there to after you, you're gone. That's a natural desire of human beings. And he says, this, this could come in many forms, this desire to take something that's still chaotic and to make it better. He says, This could be a person who takes a sugyan gemara, you have a rav, who takes a and gemara, he takes a dafyaimi, which is confusing to people, and he clarifies and explains it, then that's his way of making that element more perfect and more usable and more user-friendly it could be a young mora who helps a child read so all of a sudden that element was chaotic and now it's it's refined, that, that's a human nature to want to do and to want to accomplish to have some sort of change, to make, and again, he says it could be further, he says if a guy is cleaning the floor he's sweeping the floors and the streets then that's also making the world better if you supply food, then you're making sure people can eat good food. That's adding to society. That there's a, a desire that we're made in God's image to be like God. That's that's human nature. And he says further, he says, The truth is, adam beyar yomim Rabim, If there was someone who was sitting alone in the forest for a long time, like without any worries, he was just sitting alone in the forest." He would still make uh, find something to do, find something to accomplish, find something to fix. I I, I can tell you, I can tell you. I remember years and years ago, there was a, a documentary series uh, that whatever, I have to I don't have to I don't have to endorse it. But they, they dropped people. It was a contest. They dropped people in the middle of nowhere, and they basically said, let's see how long you could sur- you could survive there. And the people that survived the longest, what they would do is all day they would do something. Most of them they would take wood and make spoons out of it. Because you, you have to do something. And if you don't do anything, you'll lose your mind. A person wants to make w- around him better. That, that's, that's human nature. He says in the fourth paragraph, Parnosa, you see, understand, work. Work is not just for money. It gives you meaning, it gives you, it gives you purpose. Now again, this doesn't mean to be an accountant 9 to 5, but it means to do something is not just like, oh, you're stuck, you've got to do something. No, that, that's, that's what you're here for. You're here to, to make the world better in any form. Each person has to find what his area is. But that, that's, that's, that's human desire. And if you take that away from people, they'll slowly decay. Now here's the key, and this is the Yisaid. He says miyosh name You see, here's the deal, though. There's two different ways to look at Parnasa, and this is the key from Rav Kluger. This is it's a simple, but it changes everything. The simple, the most people, the way they look at Parnasa is that when you work, the goal is to make money, right? That the desired result is the money, and the job is a means to get to that money. That's how most people look at it. That's why they take different professions. That's how the perspective of life is. Cesar of Kluga, that's sheker. That's not the true way to look at Parnosa and working. He says, The truth is, because these two things came together, of a job and money, there became a confusion. The true way to look at Parnasa is like this: Every person is sent down to this world to do something. Again, you have to find your area, and if your area is, let's say, you're a teacher, okay. So your tafkid is to help those to make that area of life more perfect and more livable for those students. That's your tafkid. Perhaps again, each person you have to daven to know your tafkid. But find me. That's 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 how you're pursuing your tafkid currently. The truth is, you have to live. You need money to live. You need money to survive. What you should do is you should spend all day doing your Tafkid for free. And then at night, you should just be doing something else to make money. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in His infinite kindness, is paying you to do your Tafkid. That instead of looking at parnasa as the job is a means to get to the money, it's the opposite the job is the ikr and the money is an incentive, and it's allowing you to get paid to perfect the world. That's a, a totally different way to look at life. He says because they're both together, there's the money and the parnasa, and they became intertwined due to Hashem's kindness. There became a confusion. That over time, what happened was, people just decided that the Icar is money. I need money, and the job gets me the money. The job is the means to the end, which is money. And if most people, if you'd say that, well, if you didn't make any money, then I quit. But that's not the accurate way to look at it, says Rav Kluge. Where did this come from, this confusion of a distortion of of sort of what's the main and what's the subsidiary. Where did this come from? Because the truth is, let's say you quit your job, so now what are you going to do with your life? Okay, so again, you have to find, I am not. I don't mean to say that any person that retired is not fulfilling the topic but the, the perspective that your job is a means for the money, that's not true. Your job, if it's a holy kosher job, is to help that part of human existence. It's your way of acting like the creator. The money is an incentive to stay. The money is... Hashem, in His kindness, has said, you know what, I'm not going to make you beg on the street corners. I'm going to do it that you could be a teacher, and you'll actually get paid to do that. Enough money for you. That's, in His infinite kindness, that the Iker is the avoidah and the money is is sort of allowing you to continue doing your job in a way that will actually help you be accomplished. But everything switched, everything shifted, where there was a perversion of what's, of what's the main and what's the, the side effect. And I'll explain why this is so devastating in a moment. But where did this come from? Says of Kluger, Adam Ademarishin. This is the side effect of the curse of Ademarishin. But what does the Apostle say? Alechem. That with the sweat of your brow, you'll eat your bread. Meaning, most people understand that the curse is that you'll work, that Ademarishin will work. But that's not really true, because what was Ademarishin doing before the sin? The Medrash says he was tending to the garden so what's the difference between tending to the garden before this and then tending to the garden after this and the answer is here the answer is what what, what changes is that all of a sudden the job is now sweat of the brow now the job is is, is draining and exhausting and it's not what I want to be doing what I want to be doing is is money I want to have money like if you ask most young kids they say what do you want to do for a living they say I want to make a lot of money that's what the desired is and the job is a means to get to the money but that's a curse of Adam Rishon. That's the opposite of what's emes. He says, That all of a sudden this eating of the bread is now, it's now due to a chore, it's not due to a labor. You see, before the curse, why is it so devastating, this perspective change? I'll tell you why, very simply. Your entire day is a waste of time. Right? If you work in order to make a paycheck, and if I were to give you the paycheck, you wouldn't have to work. That means that from nine to five, you are absolutely wasting your entire day because you're just doing it to get to the means to an end. And if I could give you that end, then your entire day is just running after. It's like a running, like a hamster running, running for cheese. You, you, you're not actually accomplishing anything. You're just doing this to get money, and you're you, you don't have anyone to pay for you, so you're stuck doing this. But you don't actually, you're not actually living in that moment. You're not actually. Doing anything to help yourself to help the world, you're just doing this in order. It's 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 your entire life is just to get to the next. You know, I, I in the next, in two paragraphs. There's a very thin paragraph. This is a piece that I once I once read. This is from Riff Kluger. has a different essay called Hamten, which means to wait. And he says that a lot of times people they get this mindset of the entire. It's just to get to the next step, and it's just to get to the next step. And and the problem with that mindset, you know, let's say you're not happy in, in, in high school. You say, but I'll be happy in college. And when you get into college, you're happy to get a job. And then when you get a job, you say, oh, I'll get married. And when you get married, you yeah, but when I have kids. And then when you have kids, you say, well, I, then they'll, get, they'll hopefully get out of the house. And then when they get out of the house, then you retire. Your entire life, your your happiness is 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 future. That your, your whole life is to get to the next step, to get to the next step, to get to the next step. And that means that your entire existence currently is just a means to get to a better place. But you're not ever enjoying, you're never actually living in life. He he describes this as the avoidah of sort of staying where you are and waiting and enjoying hampton, which means to wait. You know, we have this, he describes it that in this parasha, you have in parasha the Moshe Abenu right? Klai is ready to receive the Torah. Ready to receive the Torah. And Hashem ready to give us the Torah. We've been waiting for hundreds of years. The whole world has been waiting. Mm-hmm. Thousands of years to get to this point. And what is mm-hmm. Maishah Rabbeinu? Ho Yosef says, one more day. One more day. So why why did do he do that? I understand. We needed more preparation. But what was he... Says so sort of Kluger, what he was trying to accomplish was to tell Calaiso, I know that you're just trying to get to Mount Torah. I understand you're just trying to get to that next stage. Wait one more day. Wait one more day and live in that Wait. Find the gifts he describes in, the th- in that thin paragraph, Hamtana waiting, It's a reality of life, which is there are many times in life where you have to wait to get to that next stage. La breira, where a person doesn't have a choice, Kim and just to wait, until I could get there. And most people live life like that, their whole job is just to get to money and they they get a good promotion and then they'll eventually this and eventually it's just to get somewhere else and they're never actually accomplishing and having purpose in their day to day and then they take it a step further and they're not happy with this Kufa and they want to get to the next Kufa and the next Kufa is also every uh, the, they thought they'd be happy and they get the real that, that's not great either and then it must be the next Kufa which is great and you, you sort of see this right you see there are people like there are people that are single that are like super sad because they want to get married and then you you meet the married people on there and they're, they're not happy either and then they're like oh they they don't have kids and then you go to the people with kids and they're just like they're losing their their minds and it's it's just constantly moving so says of Kluge it's because They're constantly trying to get to... The avoid. is to wait. To stop where you are. And hampton is the same letters as matana, and to find the gifts in that kufa. The devastation of this curse of the eight Hadas is that it made all of jobs, it made your entire day, right? Everyone on planet Earth, they're all thinking about money. That's all they're doing all day. They're thinking about money. It's not just, everyone's thinking about money. That's what people are doing constantly across the planet. They're just trying to think of how they could feed their family, how they can make money. To spend that much time, if the whole purpose of the job is to get you the paycheck, then your entire day is a waste of time. And therefore, this curse of Mauritian wasn't just a perspective change. It made your whole life meaningless. Because your whole life is just because you're not fortunate enough to have someone write you a check. The avoid is to... But says Ruf Kluger, Omnum, the last thin paragraph, HaMesal Hashem but someone who has the insight to see the true desire of Hashem, which is that he wants a people, not necessarily just Jews. Jews have a different Avoid. We have Orla Goyim, we maybe have a bigger responsibility. But HaKadosh Baruch wanted people to go out and make the world better. And you get to do that, and you get to actually most of the times get paid to do that. That's a perspective change. Cesar of Kluger, All of a sudden, you're now entering a glimpse of the perfected world, a world that was of other reason before the sin, to realize the truth, which is that you could accomplish and you could perfect in the place that you are. And you happen to get paid to do that. That's a tremendous bracha. That's a tremendous tremendous chesed from Hashem. And instead of your whole life just being frustrated you realize how lucky you are that you're actually able to accomplish to help the world in some way everyone's helping the world hopefully unless they're criminals but they're hopefully helping the world in some way and they're actually getting paid to do that they're actually allowing themselves to 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 survive in that tikkun the truth is this concept it's it's sort of a little bit agav it's kind of connected i i printed it over here just that you have it it's the the wider paragraph This is from a letter from Rev. Cook. I've mentioned this in the past on Shabbos day. It's a fascinating concept that it's just good to have, good to know that this concept of the sin of the Eitz hadas that it changed the perspective, where again, instead of like the trying to get to that journey, you sort of realize that the job itself is is the goal. It's not just to get there. Rev. Cook, I I just mentioned it again that Rev. Cook says. We know that Adam Rishan sinned, but the truth is, the Medrash tells us, the Pasuk really, it was to it, Rashi brings it down, that the original sin was not Adam Rishan, the original sin was the trees, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted that all the trees, that the bark would taste as sweet as the fruit, but the earth sinned, and the earth gave out trees that are bitter with sweet fruit. That's what brings down Rashi. So all the Mefarshim are already bothered. First of all, what does it mean? The Abd'Rob, the of Yisrael, of Abti, he says, I don't understand the, the earth is not a balbuchira, the earth can't have free will. So what does it mean that the earth sins? See, he says it's not that the earth sins, it's that Hashem wanted the earth to sin. You know, obviously the earth doesn't have a free will. Hashem wanted the earth to sin. Why? He like Hashem made a command and then wanted the earth to sin because he said very simply that. That when other creation sins, it won't be so bad because we come from the ground, and the ground had already previously sinned. So we were, so, you know, our our environment was against us. But says Rav Cook, and amazing, his lashon is amazing. But Rav Cook, Cook is asking, what does it mean? What does it mean that the the tree was supposed to be sweet, and and then and then it it, it changed? What like what, what, that sin, similar to the Eitz Hadass, like had a cataclysmic change to reality? What was that? So Rav Cook says, we live in a world where there's obviously a goal we all have goals and then there's the journey to get to that goal the journey the the goal is always sweet that's why you're going after it the goal has to be sweet or else you wouldn't try to get to it the goal in life whatever that goal is to make a lot of money to have children whatever it is the goal is obviously sweet and desirable it's the journey that's that's usually not pleasant because you're and the reason why the journey is not pleasant is because you're trying to get to the, to the destination. You feel like you're sort of just getting somewhere else. He says every tree, right, the purpose of a tree, the, the goal of the tree is fruit. The fruit is sweet. It's the the journey of the tree that the bark and, and the process and the branches and the leaves, the growth which is symbolizing the journey of that tree, that's bitter. Hashem originally wanted that a person would get enjoyment, would find the bark also sweet, would find sepuk, find enjoyment from the journey itself, from the job itself, so to speak. And part of the sin was that there was a change, that instead of enjoying the work, instead of enjoying tending to your garden and your own life, and realizing that it itself is, it's sweet, because it itself is, the goal itself that the goal is to help the world and and you're doing that in your own way uh, you know it, it, it there was a change and the change had it that all of a sudden no the goal is the fruit the bark it's bitter and now i'm spending my whole day dealing with something that's bitter just to get a check uh, 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 that's 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 not a way to live avoid is to change your perspective he describes in the bottom paragraph that he says, Ulai einzem in annoim bekach. a lot of people find this phenomenon that throughout, I'll say it outside, that throughout their, their year, their life, they're always complaining about their jobs. They're complaining about their days. They're complaining about their days. It's, it's hard, you know. And don't get me wrong. Everyone needs a break. You can have a break from your top kid. Everyone needs to recharge. That's not what I'm talking about. But he says that most people convince themselves that when they get on vacation, they'll be happy. But he said there's a sad reality for a lot of people, depending on how lengthy your vacation is. Obviously, if you need a break, you need it. But if you were to go on, on on a nice long vacation, naturally, you will start saying, I'd like to do something. I'd like to, you know, feel needed. I'd like to feel, you know, even I could tell you with myself, I, I... I I, I believe neither, I'm not going to complain, I don't complain, I'm a very happy person, I don't complain ever, but I, I understand, you shouldn't laugh, but I, I understand that, it, you know, it's, uh, whatever, I, I was incredibly happy in I, I I couldn't be happier, but there's a, a part of you that when you go to shul, you'd like... You know, to go where everyone knows your name. You know what I mean? That that like the song goes. No, you'd like to go. You'd like to. You'd like to feel like that you're needed. That that people. Uh, you know, there's a natural desire, and you don't want to. And you you sort of don't want to think about that because you're like, I, why would I want to go out back to work? That I'm so crazy. The, the truth is because that's why you're here. You're you're not here for the vacation. You're not here for the money. You're here for the avoider The avoid is to perfect the world, and that's how you should try to pick a job that's actually going to help society. My brother had this theory. I don't I don't know, I don't know if it's true. I don't know I don't know if he'd want me to repeat this, but he had this theory of why people, uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, there's more. It was one of the many reasons of why. People are, are are more depressed now than, than they have been ever. And one of the things he said, I remember, I, I think he said this, I, I think it makes sense, is that a lot of the jobs nowadays are jobs that you sort of don't, like you can't put your finger on what you're accomplishing. Like it used to be like, it used to be that, you know, I think they agree. It used to be that when you'd when you'd when you'd sorry, when you when you'd be like a blacksmith or, or you know or any certain thing, you were able to sort of put your finger on what I'm doing. But now it's like I make code for an app. It's it's very hard to put your finger on it. The truth is, you're still accomplishing. If that app is helping people, then that itself is accomplishing. It's a little bit harder to be macho this, and it's a little bit easier to fall into that sin of the but says of Kluget, that's what happened during the sin. There was a perspective change, and it was devastating because it made people think they're wasting their time. The avoid is to realize the truth, that you're accomplishing by being compared to the Creator your desire for a person to make the world better. And and and, and everyone has the opportunity to do that in their own way. And, and the money is just, uh, it's a gift that Hashem gives you that He'll allow you to, it goes coincide that He'll allow you to actually, Do your job and get paid to do it, but that's not the icker. The truth is, then Rav Kluger takes it a step further. If you look on the left side, he, he sums this up. Just what we have over here, just in conclusion, is very simple. You have something that is the main the main ingredient, the main purpose. And you have something that's secondary. You have the main and you have secondary. And the sin of the Eitz created a confusion. That all of a sudden they're all intertwined. The Iker Mesuyim is for a person to spend his day making the world better. The secondary is that money, it's a necessary evil. You need money to survive. Fine. But that's not why you're living. You're living to help society to make the world better. And the money is a secondary element. It says of Kluger, kilo adaver noisif mahava emes midol shaliker. But mekan navo. In the next paragraph, he says alze The truth is, the sin of Eitz not only did it affect Parnasa, it also affected something much more important, and that's Torah learning itself. And how so? He says mekan navo alze haderech lereishes behiris beinin rom venisa bchaishu Yisrael for a, a concept that's very important in the life of a Jew, and that is learning Torah. You see, when, when, when you have a child, the Rambam already describes this, that so when you have a child, in order to get the child to learn Torah, you need to incentivize him. That's, that's just how you have to do it. The main, one of the main ways to incentivize a child is to give him a goal. It's to give him a goal. That goal could be finish a mesachta. That goal is become the best Bachar in Yeshiva. That was always like, you know, wanted to be the guy. When I was in Yeshiva, you wanted to be able to ask a question that the Rosh shiva thought was a good question. So you'd spend your entire day trying to anticipate a question, which doesn't work because you actually don't end up understanding the Sugya well. You're just constantly looking for a question, but you're not smart enough to think of a question. And then you'll have, like, there was a guy in my class, it was very, very frustrating, he would just be half asleep, he was a brilliant, Maush, a brilliant Eloi, Maush and Eloi, came from a, good, a very big chash of a family, he's a big now, and he would just sit there, like, half asleep during shir, and he'd pick up his head every once in a while, and he'd ask a question, and it would, it would be like a bomb Shiloh. And everyone was so like, I'm spending hours. That's the goal, the goal is, is impress the Rebbe, the goal is, and again, they're necessary evils their necessary elements, become a Rav, become a Tamil Chacham, get covered, finish a Masechta, impress the Rebbe, these are all necessary goals. The problem is that in a lot of people's minds they became the main thing. That finishing a Masechta is very nice, but what happens if you don't finish a Masechta? So they feel like a failure. That's, a, that's also from the Senei Zadas. He says, and have a young child. Obviously, you're trying to get a kid to learn and try to get a kid to change his life. And in order to get a child to focus on learning, and it's hard to learn. It's not easy. you got to incentivize it. Rabbi medrochem lo'odadoy. Many ways to incentivize him is. V'achas meheni atzava piskas gavayas l'neged Put big goals in front of his eyes. L'dar to prad him To get there. Li'yes gadol b'Yisrael. Rav umar tzedek. Tamichacham. Magid. Magid All these are very nice. And they're necessary. And they're very important the problem is and this I've seen again whether this element connects you guys connect this is something I appreciate because when I'm a yeshiva I remember this there are guys that put in a lot of effort and they just can't do it they can't they can't become that big it's just not in everybody's cards it's just not and the problem is that if your entire learning Torah is in order to get to somewhere else then what happens if you never get there, you know? That, that Then you you feel like you wasted your time. That itself is also from the sin of the Eitz The way to fix Eitz sadas is to realize the truth, which is the Iker goal of learning Torah is not to become a Chacham. it's not to finish us, it's to learn Torah in that moment. The moment that you're learning right now, the moment that we're learning, we are Connecting ourselves to the living God. That itself, we've already accomplished the goal. Those goals are very nice, but the same way the Sindhai Tadas made a crooked version of reality regarding Parnas, it also made a crooked version of reality for Torah itself. That the Torah is to get you somewhere else. It's this or you you're a So this is this, this. And it's not it's not to get you anywhere. You're there. The the Avoid is to, to, to learn itself. If you get a Jew to sit down and learn in any form, in any way, he's already accomplished the goal. The goal is to be connect to Hashem through Liman at and you do that. You don't need to go anywhere else. When you're younger, yes, you have to incentivize a kid, but you have to remember the Iker. The Iker is liman at The Iker is spending the time, spending the effort to try to understand Hashem's wisdom. Once you have that, it doesn't matter really whether you become Rechaik kiyasi. what's the difference? You live your life. Rechaik Yevsi didn't try to become Rechaik Yafzai. He learned every day and it happens. That's the goal. The avoid is to spend in that moment. He says, It's very nice, but don't forget the main thing. The main thing is learning. The main thing is sitting down and connecting to Hashem through lima So you have all the goals and you have money also, but don't forget what's the main and what's the secondary. The main thing is learning. The goals are secondary in order to incentivize him. But if you don't reach those goals, be you tried, so why should you feel bad? It doesn't matter whether you reach the goals. The goals don't matter. The Icah is learning. If a person goes to Daf Ya'ami, I picked Daf Ya'ami just because it's it's a nice classic example. If a person goes to Daf Ya'ami every day, and he tries his best, and he just doesn't understand, every day he gets 20% of the Daf, 30% of the Daf, either because he's tired, maybe the person's not explaining it well, whatever the Ichach is, did he waste his time? Absolutely not. He sat and he learned. So we won't accomplish to become a a, a, a Bucky in 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 Nazar. Okay, it's fine too. I, it's like Rabbi Nachman writes in in, in Sichos that he says that uh, people get frustrated when they learn Torah and they chazer, but they forget. Some people don't have good memories and they forget their learning. And he says people get frustrated by this, but he says to me it's the following mushal. The mushal is that you have a person. You have a person who, uh, who, who's being paid to fill up buckets of water. He's paid by the hour. And says Rabbi Nachman, the guy is filling up the buckets, there are holes in the buckets. So every time he fills it up, the water goes out. So he says, you have two workers. One's the guy, one person quits, and he says, I'm not doing this, I'm not accomplishing anything. And the other guy says, you, you, you fool, we're being paid. What's the difference? He wants to give us buckets of holes, and that's his problem, not my problem. Rabbi Nachman says, your avoidance to learn. I, Hashem gave you a bucket with holes. I said, okay, so what? That, 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 I, who says that you have to get anywhere? You're learning in that moment. That itself, you accomplish the goal. The main, I think, the way to summarize all of these teachings is in the last paragraph, which we've learned many, many times, and that is Torah Reish Ayin of Rabbi Nachman, and that is, the pasuk says in Tehillim, Hayoyim and Mikoyle Tishmo, that Hashem says... You should hear my voice today. Rabbi Nachman says, Hashem. This is a great rule in serving Hashem and Kim The only thing that exists right now is this moment. There is no future, it has not been created yet. And the past is no longer created. How could the creates the world anew every single moment? It's like an old flip book that like the cartoons. That that the yesterday's moment doesn't exist and tomorrow's moment doesn't exist yet either. The only thing that exists is right now. And he says, Basic Parnosav, it's And by the way, this helps also with anxiety, because anxiety is, is either the past, you bring up past failures or bring up future endeavors, and all of that past and the future is just to steal you of the of the present. And, and the way to fix that is this is called mindfulness. That mindfulness means to live in the moment, to realize the only thing that exists is right now. And the truth is, everyone can handle right now. Right now, anyone can handle. The people that have a hard time um, that are overwhelmed, they're not overwhelmed with right now, they're overwhelmed with everything else. And Rabbi Nachman says, the only thing that exists, it's in Bekoilai Tishmo, if you wanna hear my voice, Hayyayim. Focus on right now. Focus on right now. And if a person does that, then he'll also realize right now when you're working, don't worry about the money. And don't worry about where this is leading you and don't worry about whether this shear is gonna make you a big time or whether it's gonna uh, you're gonna account. right now you're learning you've made it and right now you're helping the world you've made it all those other things are just secondary nice things to help you exist and to help you survive but the ikker, not to forget the ikker. That's how you fix the chet of Adamarishin, is to realize the truth. The truth is, Hagadish Baruch Hu doesn't want you to spend your entire day wasting your time. He wants you to be like him, and that's to take yesh me ayin, to take something that's nothing and turn it into something, to make the world more livable. And if a person does that, and Baruch Hashem is able to be paid to do that, and that perspective, you realize that you're accomplishing every single day, in each person in their own form. And so to Limitat Torah. Any time that a Jew sits down to learn Torah, we're doing right now, that itself, you've accomplished the goal all the other goals are very nice and if you don't reach the goals it's also okay because right now you've accomplished it you've sat down and learned Tyra and there's nothing more that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to have this the right mentality and if you have the right mentality you'll be able to fix the Yitzhadas fix the Chedah Yitzhadas and Hashem should officially fix the Chedah remove all these all these Sheker and Emma should spread out B'SKL 7 Amen